You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. G'day, my name's Wendell Hussey and you're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Bulletin. This week we're coming to you from sunny Toowoomba as the Batuta Advocate Roadshow gets in a full swing. Clancy and Errol are on stage tonight in Brisbane before we make our way down to the southern states. Bruce is back home bringing the news to the people of our town on Desert Rock FM, but he told us he'll be raring to go for next week's bulletin. Now, while we've been on the road, there's been a lot happening. So here are the top stories from the Batuta Advocate, Australia's oldest and most respected newspaper. First up this week, and as all of you would be aware, the race that stops the nation took place down in the latte capital of the country, Melbourne. Ahead of the chaos that was Melbourne Cup Day, the Batuta Advocate broke an exclusive story this week about the town's many hospitality staff calling their loved ones before going to war against the Tarakash Army for the day. The manager of one local venue told the Advocate he forced his staff to all make sure they had spoken to their nearest and dearest before doors opened on Tuesday. He said to us, You know what they say, you haven't worked in hospitality until you've had to work a Melbourne Cup. So I instructed all my staff to find a minute to phone their significant others because you never know what's going to happen. We were informed that a couple of incidents did take place, but that his staff managed to make it through the day without too many casualties. And in other parts of the country, the wild celebrations were a relief down at the Flemington racetrack this week. The chaos and post-race fanfare following the running of the Melbourne Cup was a blessing for organisers, as it was reported that the wall of noise managed to mask out the sound of a 12-gauge shotgun euthanising one of the injured horses. We were told that the shotgun blast was barely heard after the Irish horse Cliffs of Mohair broke its shoulder and fell near the 600 metre mark. The advocate was informed that if it wasn't for the tarps around the flowering beast, the crowd probably wouldn't have even known the horse got greased. And the Cliffs of Mohair wasn't the only victim of a big day of racing down in Victoria. In a tragic turn of events, there was another case of euthanasia as a result of the Melbourne Cup. The fun-loving larrikin of predatory online gambling that is Sportsbet was also put to sleep on Tuesday afternoon. The very public euthanasia occurred after the online gambling company had a fall during the biggest day of the year for punters. The company's app and website went to water at the most important time during the big carnival, leaving hundreds of thousands furious. As a result, the tarp did have to be put up around it. In some more positive news now, the great state of Queensland and some southern cities have rejoiced this week after it was confirmed that the jacarandas are back on. The purple flower of the jacaranda has been a popular inclusion to Australian front lawns and parks ever since the first was planted in 1864 in Brisbane's Botanic Gardens. As a result, the emergence of jacarandas for the season is a cause for celebration for many. Local plumber Kerry McGraham says he fucking loves this time of year. Fucking oath, the jacarandas are back, just in time for summer. I love parking my ute under the things all day. Coming back to see the Hilux covered in Brisbane snow at knockoff is heavenly. <laughs> back home in Batuta now, and a young woman is facing the fallout from a recent foolish decision. The advocate can confirm that the woman named Casey Lee has been sensationally accused of lying about going on a holiday after she failed to post a picture of herself at the departure gate. The reputation of the wonderlust-stricken traveller is in tatters, as the uni student was unable to produce a photo at the airport departure sign, casting doubt on whether or not she even went overseas at all. 
While Lee was able to produce photos of her at Beijing visiting street markets and having dinner with her grandma, many are convinced that she could have taken those photos anywhere and that if she'd really been overseas, she'd have a photo of herself smiling radiantly beneath an unmiraculous sign at the business end of an unyielding Australian airport security to prove it. Her assertion that you don't have to take a photo at the departure gate to prove you've gone overseas was laughed off by roughly 750,000 middle-class members of the nation's Generation Y. That is a rolling story, so we will endeavour to keep you up to date as it unfolds. And finally now, the advocate broke a story about the disgusting life a young bachelor has lived this week. With the release of Red Dead Redemption 2 recently, Batuta Heights man Sam Poole has let the open-world Western-themed shoot-em-up consume his entire being. And as a result, it was confirmed definitively that his virtual cowboy has eaten far better than he has over the last few days. He revealed that while his cowboy has been enjoying hearty home-cooked meals in paddock-to-plate fashion, he has been surviving on two-minute noodles, black coffee and grey market cigarettes. He said to us, Mate, I've been eating like I'm back at university living under a youth allowance issued to me by a Liberal government. The first few mouthfuls of Megarang are nice, but downing a triple pack in a salad bowl at 1am on a Tuesday isn't how I thought my 30s would be going down. Bottom line is, though, I'm having fun anyway. Living alone and being a single means you can do whatever you want when you want. And this is what I want to do now. What a life of luxury. Anyway, that's the news wrap for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to grab tickets to the Batuta Advocate Roadshow if you haven't already done so. And please, subscribe to the podcast in order to get your weekly fix of real, unfiltered and unwavering regional news. Until next week, I'm Wendell Hussey.